Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive, or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. It's a lot of joy this time of year, you know? Even when there isn't, there is. There's just something majestic about Christmas. And as a matter of fact, this, this past week, I, I experienced a little bit of joy. I was at Lowe's uh, purchasing something, and the sales guy says to me, um, I, asked him, uh, I asked him where something was, and, and he says, he, he starts telling me jokes. Very inappropriate jokes. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one of them. <laughs> and he says, what, what happens if you take your wife and your dog and put them in the car, trunk of your car for a week? I don't know. Something terrible? <laughs> and, and then he says, only one of them will be happy to see you at the end of the week. <laughs> this really happened. I'm not making this up. He said, I have no idea who this man is. I do know he works at Lowe's, <laughs> and apparently this was a strong sales tactic for him. <laughs> My wife already knew the story. She told me to share it. So if you're like, that's inappropriate, Pastor Brian, well, fair enough, but blame her, right? So here's some Babylon Bee head fo- uh, headlines this, in the last few weeks that brought me some joy, might bring you some joy. Uh, the first one, um, let's see, can we get it on the back screen? Is that not working? Mountain climber recovering after a decision to let go and let God. It's a tough one. There's a 15, maybe 20% chance I'll remember to pray for you, my brother. I found that one to be true, right? They'll be like, I'm praying, or on Facebook, prayer hands. You know what that means? That means I had five seconds in my life to click a button and I'll never think about it again. No. All right, keep going. Gridlock reached as two men, both certain, God told them to date the same girl. Yeah, some of you are like, I don't get that. Go to Bible college, you'll really understand it. Um, Keep going, all right. Uh, Husband weeks early in buying wife wrong Christmas presents. I know all about that one. I am pretty sure in my marriage, I'm like 50-50, 60-40 towards the return rate of what I give. But it's, it's all good. All right, and lastly... Uh, there's one more. In Christmas promotion, Holiday Inn offers discount to women who are nine months pregnant riding donkeys. So that's a good one. Keep that note, that one. Uh, that's important. A lot of joy. And then there's a reason there's joy. The world, whether it recognizes it or not, stops and celebrates the coming of the Savior. You know, I light up my house every year, and, and I would like to be the Clark Griswold house. My wife doesn't want me to be, so we're not. But every light, saved or unsaved, follow, Jesus follower or not, every ornament you hang up, every piece of garland, every present you open, every piece of tape you put on it is a stopping moment that says, I believe that Jesus came. And you're like, well, I don't believe that. You're still wrapping the presents, so believe it or not, thank you. I really wanted to drive this point home. (laughs) That moment 
is a recognition the Savior came. I'm an atheist, and I don't believe in any of that. But you have a Christmas tree. You're less of an atheist than you think you are. A lot of joy in stopping and recognizing the greatest gift ever told. Sometimes this time of year, though, isn't joyful for everybody. One of my best friends, in less than two weeks, had his wife just pass away at the age of 41. And while God is good, Christmas may not be the same for them ever again. Eleven years ago, I woke up in January to one of my kids having passed away from SIDS. Sometimes it doesn't always, it's not always joyful. So last couple of weeks, my youngest daughter was very sick. For weeks, we couldn't break a fever and no medicines were working. And what do you do when it seems like I want to have joy, but... You don't understand, Pastor Brian. My marriage is is in the toilet. You don't understand, Pastor Brian. I've not achieved the goals I set out for. You don't understand, Pastor Brian. You're right, I don't. I have not walked in your shoes, but someone did. And he came into a time and a place that wasn't good. When Jesus shows up on the scene, here's what happens, okay? They're under Roman occupation. It'd be kind of like if China came in and took over our nation and said, you can do your thing, but it has to be within the boundary of all our rules. And if you break them, we can kill you or imprison you or punish you. That's what they were living under all the time. Not only that, God had not seemingly spoken for almost 400 years. No prophet rose up. They didn't know where where was God. God, why have you left us here like this? Has anybody known that pain? God, where are you? They're sitting under a tyrant king named Herod who shortly after Jesus was born would send in soldiers to wipe out every male child firstborn under the age of four or five. Interestingly enough, China had that law for many years called the One Child Nation. There are orphanages, cities of orphanages in China of abandoned children who were the secondborns. And we ignore it. We pay no attention. It's not so unlike Herod who wiped out a generation of children to try and stop Jesus being born. Darkness abounded. And we're not so far off, are we? And in the midst of all of that, Jesus shows up. Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and they saw, and the star they'd seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was, and when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, 
when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them not to return to Herod. We often ask the question of God, why? God, I don't understand. You know, that's a fair question. It's a question from the human condition of brokenness and sin and being lost. It's a normal question. But has anybody, if you maybe have asked that question, have you ever asked the question, why would you leave everything in heaven? Why would you leave paradise? Why would you leave perfection and holiness and no death and no sorrow, no lying to step into this? Why would God do that? God stepped into time and space for a reason. He's walked into this mess. Some of you are saying, my life's a mess. God walked into your mess. He's walked this road. He has faced doubt. He has faced struggle. He has faced temptation. He faced all of it. And why would God do this? Why did he do it the way he did? Hebrews says this, 12, verse 2. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, another version says, because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Now, if you didn't catch it, let me paint the picture. Let me tell you, if you get nothing else out of today, if all you got today was my kid sang, and I, I'm pretty sure he peed just a little, and I'm so proud. <laughs> Great, awesome, but take this away. Why? Why would God do all of this? You are God's great joy. You are the reason. You are God's heart. Why would God enter time and space, leave the heavens, leave his throne, leave perfection, and come into this world of tyrants and liars and thieves and, and human trafficking and, and despair and divorce and, and sin and murder? Why? You are the reason. You are God's great joy. The question I want to ask you today. You are God's great joy. But is he yours? The wise men come and they encounter God and what happens in this moment verse 10 when they saw the star they were filled with joy see they were they were men from the east the the great scholars and 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 men who understood and studied the word but also astrologers but not like astrology now not like uh, I'm 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 a I'm a I'm a whatever horoscope you know I don't even know the names. Limu? I think that's one. 
And, and, right? And, and, and so, and today I was told to wear a coat because, you know, a storm's coming. No, no, these were men who studied the stars and great world change at the same time. They knew when this happens, something happens. And they studied the Bible and they traveled what could have took them up to eight months to find Jesus. Weeks, months to find the Lord. They follow the star and then finally it stops and they find him. And they entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's interesting in this moment, these wise men, these magi, and we, we always say it was three because of the three gifts. We really don't know if it was one, two, seven, a hundred. We don't know. But these men encounter Jesus just as a child, as a baby in a manger. They encounter Jesus, and what happens? They worship. See, they gave him gifts, and we're like, old frankincense, myrrh. Ooh, that was good. But it was their worship that was the great gift. It was their worship that says, in a moment, when they finally see Jesus, when they see the one who made the heavens and the earth in front of them, and he's not said a word to them, because he can't speak at this moment, but they know we found Jesus. We found the one, the center, the meaning of all things. And in that moment, they have to worship. When you find the meaning of all things, you find meaning. You can't help but say, take my worship. Take my honor take my life when you find Jesus you found everything Matthew 13 45 and 46 again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls and when he discovered a pearl of great price he sold everything he owned and bought it If I said tomorrow, hey, I can give you 10,000 shares of Apple stock, but you got to sign over your house, but you got 10,000 shares, you'd be like, I will give you my house and my neighbors when he's not looking, (laughs) right? Because by the time you're done, you can buy the block and then some. Why? Because of the value of the treasure. Some of you want Jesus to be part of your life, but you don't want him to be your life. Some of you are like, well, God's important. Imagine if the Magi were like, we honor you in this moment. I'm so glad you came. I'll be back at Easter. (laughs) What What a miss. What a foolish way to live. We do 
loop ourselves into thinking, I'm fine without Jesus. I love you. You are not fine. I'm not always fine with Jesus. But I have joy. And I know where I belong and whose I am. I know what life means and what it's about. If you gain one more house, you know what you've gained? Nothing you can take with you. If you get just one more promotion, you know what you've got? More work. Oh, if I just get a boyfriend. Let me tell you, at some point, they will be awful. Even if they're the man of your dreams, they will be awful. Because nothing can fill a human heart. Nothing brings joy but Jesus. Nothing. This moment in the manger, this is the beginning of all things for humanity. Is he your great joy? Nehemiah 8.10 Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. This is the people who had been exiled. Who had been, their rent land had been raped. Everything was taken from them. They were nobody. And a voice, a prophet says, hey, hey, it's okay because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy isn't Santa go, oh, you know, that's great. That's not joy. It's jovial. It's not joy. It's jolly. It's not joy. Joy is when all things are lost. I have him. And he's got me. Joy is when I have nothing. But I got Jesus, so I got everything. Everybody in here has something in your heart that you treasure more than this. I know, because I do too. That you hold more dear. And maybe it is your spouse. Maybe it is your job. Maybe it is your, your wealth. Maybe it's your... Maybe it's your future. Maybe it's your heritage, whatever. Maybe it's, maybe it's the person you love. Maybe it's your kids. And those are all good things to treasure. But they're not good things to give you purpose and be the joy of your life. Because you know what I found? Literally, I found out kids leave in grades. Okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> But they do, and they're supposed to. If they stay in your basement until they're 40, something's wrong. You know what I found? Spouses let you down. And I let my spouse down. You know what I found? When I have a lot of money, I just need a little more. It's never enough until I find Jesus. And then that's everything. Some of you are like, man, I, I just, I, just till I can get a drink, and then I'm good. Right until it's not enough and you need more. When you find Jesus, you found the meaning of all things. And it's not about you. 
it's him. It's his story. You are his great joy. Is he yours? His joy is now life to us. His joy is now light in the darkness to us. You know, when the church decided somewhere around 300 AD, the church decided we're going to celebrate Christmas. And part of it was because pagans ran the world and then God moved so heavily on so many people. And I'm almost done, but hear me. The church decided let's do it around the winter solstice and let's co-opt this moment because so many people have become Christians and yet there's this moment where they celebrate darkness. Let's take it and let's stop and let's recognize that the coldest, darkest, longest night of the year light came into the world and there's joy there's light when the lights go out there's light when everything is taken from me there's joy when I have nothing I got him so I got everything I want to ask you I need you to ask yourself and let the Holy Spirit ask you is he your greatest joy? Is he your everything? And if he's not, today, I would tell you, make that choice and make it for life. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. 